ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Boxofgimmicks.com With new items each week, the official store of what happened when. Something to wrestle with in 83 weeks. Log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life. Or a little something for yourself. Always got to treat yourself, right folks? Treat yourself. You got to do it. And by patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Want to be a low-key big hog? How about a glass bottom boat rider? I've done that. How about a member of the Hog Tag Express or the Slapdick Nation? I'd say being a member of the Slapdick Nation is almost as big as being President of the United States. And I've been both. Join Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone with bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each and every week. You like that, folks? We love it, don't we? We love it. We gotta love it. And by LoisRules.com. Get all your t-shirts from What Happened When right now. Don't wait, folks. Get them now. Don't wait. One more, folks. One more. We got one more. And by StarCast 4. StarCast is coming to Baltimore. The good part of Baltimore. Not the bad part of Baltimore. There's a good part. I didn't mention it before, but there's a really, really wonderful part. And that's where StarCast is going to. November 7th through the 10th, as part of AEW's Full Gear Weekend. Go to StarCast.com to get bundles that include bracelets to all the stage shows, plus tickets to Full Gear. Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? Tony Schiavone, the voice of our childhood. How are you, Tony? Hey, Conrad. I'm great, man. How you doing? Man, goddamn, if I had your money, I'd burn mine. It's very <laughs> rare that I get to Skype a, a multi, 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 multi-millionaire. You were just bathing in all that con cash right now, and I'm just so delighted you still took time out of your day to talk to us. and. We got everybody fired up on Twitter this week when uh, our man uh, Ryan made a cool little 
Cash Money Millionaire No Limit Record tribute album cover. Tony Schiavone's AEW Better Have My Money. What did you think of your rap album cover that got dropped on Twitter this week? Well, I thought it was uh, pretty creative, and I uh, I laughed at it, as I do most things that you guys come up with for me. But I need to get serious for a minute. I could not be where I am in life without Conrad Thompson. Oh, my God. Oh, no, it's true. It's true, you son of a bitch. It's true. I could not be where I am in life without you. You're the one that started all this. I mean, uh, think about this. Christmas of, this is a true story. Christmas, before Christmas, Thanksgiving around that time of 2016, I got all the kids and the in-laws together in my house, and I told them, guys, I think I got to sell this house because I'm just not so sure I can make ends meet anymore. Flash forward, a couple of months later, I get a, I get a email from Conrad Thompson. We not only do a podcast, we make some money. We go to Patreon, we make some money. I'm able to pay for a wedding. Uh, I'm able to make ends meet. And then all of a sudden, for a month in my life, in 2019, I'm like the flavor of the week. And now I've signed a contract with Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes and the Bucks and AEW. And it's all because you brought me back into wrestling. In 20, at the end of 2016, this would have never happened without you. So I know you like to say, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's true. So take credit for it. Thank you very much. Well, it's nice of you to say, Tony. I, um, I got to tell you, though, I didn't do it without some help from our friends over at Blue Chew, who have changed your life in more than one way. Not only are you swimming in that Blue Chew money, you remodeled your house with that Blue Chew money, fixed up the deck. And you fixed up your dick, too, right? I mean, you've yeah. been harder than ever before these last three years. Thanks to Blue Chew and their active ingredients. They're the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis. But not only are they making Tony some money, they're saving you some money because they're cheaper than those big-name brands that you have to go to the doctor for and because you get it shipped directly to you. So you can visit with an online physician at BlueChew.com They'll help you find the right active ingredient, the right dosage. And if you qualify, which means you have a penis, then you'll be prescribed very quickly. It'll show up in a discreet package, but there won't be anything discreet about your package. Uh, but no more awkward standing in line at the pharmacy. No more copay at the doctor. It's cheaper. It's faster. It's made in the USA. And as any good drug peddler will tell you, it's good shit if the first hit is free. And, Tony, we've got a special offer right now where we can get your dick super hard for free. For you just pay the free. shipping. $5 shipping. Have the best hard-on of your life. Lois is smiling big these days, not just because she's got a better deck, but because she's got a better dick. Tell them all about it, Tony. Go to BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code W-H-W. Only pay 5 bucks for shipping. The first order is absolutely free. Free dicks, free hard-ons right here from WHW. Don't forget that's promo code online, WHW. Do it. Chew it and do it from Blue Chew. And without further ado, let's get to why we're really here. Clash of the Champions, number eight from September 12th, 1989. And Tony, this is... uh, is this the first time you've seen this one in like 30 years? I think as people are listening to this, tomorrow is the 30-year anniversary. 
Yeah, I, this is the first time I've seen it. I was working for the WWE back then. I was watching the show in Howard Finkel's den. We were all laughing about it. And this is the show that's going to have uh, bring a lot of heat to WCW because they tried to kill a motherfucker in this show. Tried to kill a motherfucker. And, uh, unfor- and unfortunately, uh, they took some, uh, some severe heat about this. But there you go, you know. Like the Wild Wild West back then with WCW. Clash of the Champions 8, Fall Brawl. We're going to see the great Muda. Uh, and uh, I guess he's going to team with uh, Dick Slater here against Ric Flair and Sting. Lex Luger against Tommy Rich. The debut of Tom Zink. Steiner's going to be in this show. So, you know, this was, uh, you, 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 love the, you love 1989 WCW, don't you? I absolutely do. I think... Um... 89 is one of my absolute favorite years in wrestling, that in 97. But I think 89 through like 92, WCW is just really, really good stuff. Hits me right in the feels. I'm excited about this. Clash of the Champions, number eight. I know Lois is excited about her deck and her dick, but do you think we could get her off one of them long enough to give us a countdown? Yes, we could. Let's bring her in off the deck and remove the dick. Here's Lois Shivani. For the record... You guys are sick. You are sick and gross and nasty, nasty, nasty boys. Here's your countdown. Three, two, one, play. We take you to Conrad Thompson's trophy case. There it is, the World Heavyweight Championship belt. You love this open, didn't you? I do. I, yeah. I wish I could find that belt right there. I thought I had it once and right. I didn't flush out. Oh, there's one of our friends right there, the old blue tag belt. What do you think of the blue straps? That was Love the blue strap guys back then. Yeah, and you know we had Tully and Arn coming to one of our stage shows with those blue strap belts. Remember? Yeah, at Starcast Star Three, we're talking about. We did Turner Memories, right. a little right. unannounced surprise, and here we see a clip. Terry Funk about to start meleeing Ric Flair as Muda holds him back. Gary Hart taking a look. This went down a couple months prior, back in July. Oh, is he going to set up a pile driver onto a steel chair? Look at Flair holding the feet. No, Doug Dellinger said hell. Oh, Doug Dellinger. <laughs> Karate Doug. Ch- Hiya! As you would say. <laughs> Doug Dellinger takes the bump. I fucking love it. They're going to try to drag his ass out of there, but he's too big and fat, so they got to leave him in, you see. Oh. Oh, here Sting comes Sting. The day. There you go. Wait, who is it? Sting! You motherfucker. Some pretty good heat here, wouldn't you agree? Time for the Clash of the Champions fall brawl. Woo! Cowboy. Face paint. Another face paint. And there it is. Clash of the Champions 8. Fall brawl 89. Hey, we come to you from South Kakalaka. That's exactly right. South Carolina. Jim Ross and Jim Cornette. How about the team? That's a hell of a broadcast team right there. Yeah, it really is. It absolutely, really, really is. Not many fans are in attendance. Carolina Coliseum holds a lot of people, about 10,000. I think, if I remember correctly, only had about 3,000 people here. Yeah, the, and 1989, it, it's not a banner year for WCW, at least at the gate. Right, it's not. It's, it's amazing, but, too, because um, there's, such good, there's such good talent. But people are so into Hogan and Savage and Zeus. I know that sounds silly, but 
that was definitely the hotter brand at the time. It wasn't even close. Do you think that the move to Turner Broadcasting from Jim Crockett Promotions, this was a year of the transition, do you think it turned off a lot of NWA fans? No, I just think some of the booking did. Okay, that 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 that's valid. I mean, uh-uh. I, think, I, I think it was probably going downhill before. What's Gordon Soley here saying? Uh, to my right is Gary Hart, and Gary, uh, one of the things you've done a lot of great things in wrestling. One of the things you've unfortunately done is bring in Court Bauer to pro wrestling. I don't know what you're talking about, this Court Bauer fellow. Oh, people say he's my protege. But the fact is, is that only thing he's got right now is a big old gut on him. He can't even butt his button his jacket. That's right. Court Bauer, MLW, lose some weight. And if I was still alive, I would tell Court Bauer, lose some weight and make sure that every time you use Tony Schiavone on your TV, you bump up his pay about a thousand percent. Because as we know, Schiavone's not getting enough money, Gordon Soley, right now. He needs more money for him to be able to survive Lois. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, vertical souple. Uh-uh, uh-uh, vertical souple. Uh-uh, 34 movable vertebrae in the back. We'll be back. <laughs> uh, Tony, I'm sick. Well, what, what are you sick of? I came back from Starcast sick, man. I've got, uh, went to the doctor, had to get a shot, had to get some cough syrup, had to get some uh, spray. Had to get some did he inhaler. Had to shoot get some you the Jesus Christ. Okay, can I can I can I do an intervention here? Well, I guess I was apologizing because yeah. I thought I had muted myself and I heard myself trying to crunch a lozenge while you were doing that. And I think some okay. of our listeners may have heard it. And my apologies. I'll do better. Wow! Look at look at look at this entrance, would you? <laughs> look at the look, look at, at the these street. motherfuckers look. here. Ugh. How would you describe what Paulie is wearing here? Uh, Paulie looks like he is a, a TV evangelist. No, he looks like an extra from Goodfellas. <laughs> okay, I'll go with that. He, he's in here looking it, for his cut from the Latunza heist. <laughs> I wanna, I'm still going to do this intervention. And here's the intervention I'm going to do. Oh, no. I was talking to Dave Silva about this. You need to take care of yourself. You're working you a, a million. You're working a million jobs. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people. De- a lot of people depend on you. Yeah. So you should stay healthy. Healthy. Okay. Do don't tell me you're fucking me, sick. Do you realize that I don't me working a lot of jobs made you a millionaire? Oh yes, I do. I'm not well, a millionaire. Then, well, then why are you telling me to stop? Because you got paid, so now it's time to stop. Yes. Thank you. Hey, where are the what the hell? Where are the uh, where are the shoulder pads? What the fuck's I, going on here? I don't know, but that sucks. We need shoulder pads. If they can wear their hula skirts, they need their damn shoulder pads. Exactly. I I don't I don't get this. It's almost as if they either they were lost in an, uh, the air the airline lost them, when or they were told not to come out with them. Jesus Christ! Did Hawk look? Did he look like a badass or what? Fuck. It's always been a wonder to me, like, if there was no animal, uh-huh. like, if let's say animal had the back injury here, I mean, Hawk would have been the WCW world champion. He would have been in singles matches with Flair, would he not? 
Well, he did. Have, he did have one singles match with Flair. Yeah, uh, but I mean, they were committed to the to the Road Warrior gimmick. They were committed right. to the team. Right. But if Hawk, if, if if Animal for whatever reason wasn't able to compete and got a huge payout from Lloyd's of London enough to never have to work again, and Hawk didn't feel like he was leaving a man behind, Hawk could have been you guys' ultimate warrior, could he not? Yeah. Yeah. That because and I think he could have been better than the Ultimate Warrior because I think he had a I think he had a very believable rap, if you will, had a very yeah. believable discuss. Uh, you you believed him when he talked. You would say that motherfucker's a badass, and you know Let's what? L- look at him, holy shit! Yeah, he he was a badass, but he was also uh, was also a sweetheart, and that's what the the that's what amazes me about about pro wrestling, one of the things that I always, always loved was here I am behind the scenes knowing these guys in real life and how they really are and then their persona that they have that they have when they come out of the ring. Perfect example, Dean Malenko. I think we all saw that at StarCast. Dean Malenko is like Henny Youngman, almost a stand-up comedian. And he was nothing like that on TV. Nothing like that on TV. And I always thought it was it was the great con for us, when he would come out and that Iceman music and look serious and always be serious, I'm thinking, here's that silly son of a bitch that I know, and the fans now got to see that. I thought it was great. Same thing with Hawk. Just a sweet sweetheart of a guy. But sweetheart of a guy that you, I don't think he really wanted to get pissed off, you know? I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to piss him off, even, even now that he's no longer with us. I'm afraid yeah. he may dig out and... Show up on my front door and go, well, <laughs> do your little jokes now, fucker. <laughs> Tony Schiavone. He's the one that made that famous. You know, a lot of people see me now and they go, Tony Schiavone. And it was called a hawk. It really was. Pretty good opening match, though. I mean, the Road Warriors were really, if we're really over at this time. So it's, it's really good to have them at the start. Look at this. Mo and SWAT team, no slouch either. Probably one of the more underrated. Teams. No, yeah, tough as they can be, man. This is, uh, help me out here. Uh, this is Rikishi's one of these guys, right? Yep. He's or is one on yep. the ground right now getting up. Right. And think about the, the lineage for the Samoan SWAT team and the Samoans in wow in pro wrestling. And you're right, they're just, you know, they're they're absolutely tough and uh These are these are these are a couple of guys who in real life if this was a real fight, they wouldn't have backed down from the Road Warriors. As big oh, and no, strong they as they would have how, probably fucking eaten them. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By the way, we should mention that um, the torch would say Clash of the Champions 8 drew an outstanding 4.9 rating with ratings mm. peaking during the main event at 6 plus. So we should mention that uh, even though there's a huge hit on TV, as you were saying, there's only like 2,600 fans in the arena. Right, and and we're talking about South Carolina, which was a real stronghold for Jim Crockett promotions. I mean, really, they had great they had great clearances, and, great local and again, clearance. You, you think about what you just said. You know that this is a a, a Jim Crockett promotions hotbed, 
And we've got the Free Birds, we've got the Steiners, we've got the Road Warriors. We got Lex Luger, we got Sting, Flair. As far as a JCP talent roster, you know, much of the roster is the same. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it's just not a big draw. Do you think that had to do with with poor promotion locally? I know that wrestling promotions for years and years have worked with local promoters to sort of sell, help sell tickets locally. Or was it just the fact that the WWF was just the perceived hot product at the time? Or... Maybe to your point, without David Crockett out there on the stick, it didn't feel the same anymore. Without Tony Schiavone well, out there on the stick, it didn't feel the same anymore. They grew up with Jim Crockett. I mean, arguably, the lighting is better. The ring looks different. You know, there's guardrails instead of a rope. I mean, so there's some minor changes, but the biggest difference as far as the television presentation, there's no David Crockett. There's no Tony Schiavone. It doesn't feel like what they what maybe they grew to love. Well, that that could be part of it. I'm I'm not so sure. Here's another thought: it's free on TV. Mm. I I think that has something to do with it. I think if you're a promoter, and the longtime promoter in this area was a was an older gentleman who I I really liked, really knew. His name was Henry Marcus. I don't know if Henry was still. I, I, probably when Jim Crockett Promotions was sold, Henry was no longer promoting the Carolinas, South Carolina, but. I'm sure as a promoter, it was extra tough to try to get fans in when they knew they could watch it on TV. I, that was my, that's maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, um, I mean, you know, they, they, you said they grew up with Tony and David. They grew up with watching a studio show. Yeah. By the way, end of the month, uh, we're going to see a studio show from the NWA. We are. Yeah, the not not me and you, but I'm saying not like here on the mm-hmm. show, but Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana are bringing back studio right. wrestling to Atlanta at the end of the month. What do you think? Well, I think uh, I think like I've I've always thought about wrestling. I think for wrestling to be uh, hot again, which it is, I think everybody has to be successful. I think there has to be uh, everybody has to uh, do well, and I hope they do well. I hope MLW does well. Obviously, I want AEW to continue to do well. And I want the WWE to do well. You know, they talk about wrestling being cyclical. Look at the fans here. Holy shit, what a bump. Hell of a bump, kid. Boy, the Samoans sold this quite well. By the way, Wade would give it a B. It says the opening bout saw the Road Warriors pin the SST in a very good seven-minute brawl. After getting hit by a phone and a top rope clothesline, the SST were pinned. Ellering got revenge on Polly and nailed him with the phone, and the SST left dangerously in the ring in disgust. Gives it a B. I would agree. That was pretty good. Pretty good opening match. Let's take a look at the replay once again. All right, is this the replay we want? Okay, roll replay. Come on, roll it. Whoa! That was pretty stiff clothesline that time, too. I think I think most everything Hawk did was pretty stiff. <laughs> like right well, there. Is that a Blue Chew spot? Right that's, that's not a, it's not a Blue Chew reference, but it could be. A lot of wrestlers were stiff, and now a lot of fans are stiff thanks to Blue Chew. How about that? We've already done our blue chew spot, but You're, you just can't stop talking about these dicks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, boy. Jesus. People are going to really talk about that online. About what? Shivani, Shivani can't stop talking about dicks. Well, what's what now Paul Heyman is doing? Have you heard how Paul's doing the WWE? Well, anytime you ask Paul how he's doing, he's going to say terrific. Yeah, I know. I hope he's doing well. I'm sure he is. I'm sure yeah, he one is. Of the more, one of the more talented guys. Oh, my God. We should mention that you guys are using this as a way on Clash of the Champions, so you, I guess you weren't there yet, to promote the first ever Halloween Havoc, which is going to be one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. And this promo was kind of well done. You think so? Yeah, I mean, considering that years later, you guys would have, like, shit that didn't make any sense to promote the pay-per-view. And here, we're at least trying. Are you ripping on me in the in the mansion, closing the... Uh... My wife no, is that, baking that was, cookies. No, I like that. I'm talking about like, okay. like in like 96 and 97 and 98, you guys would just have like high voltage trying to sell the pay-per-view because whoever <laughs> was in charge of the commercials was like, hey, these guys aren't doing anything. Let's use them. Hey, there's a reason they're not doing anything. Nobody wants to see them. Don't put them on there. David Sierra, one of the good guys, man. I, I like David a lot. The you Cuban know what I just realized when I saw him waving that flag right there? He was Cuban? No. Oh, my God. Tom's ain't got tangled up. I wish he was yeah, tangled did. up. Uh, the Cuban assassin, he has a striking similarity to a friend of ours when he had that hat on. Uh-huh. I just realized it, that Dave Silva looks like the Cuban assassin with diabetes. <laughs> I have a question here. Okay. Very honestly, how much sex do you think Tom Zink had back in the day? I mean, um, look at look how look how handsome he is, and look look how ripped he is, and how tan he is, and Tony, he could have just. You got, all right, I need you to do me a favor. I'm not gonna yeah? I'm not gonna stop recording, but I need you to go to the bathroom right now, <laughs> find a stall. No, no, no I'm not. Door. No, hang, no on, hang, on, not. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Stick a finger down your throat and mm-hmm. get this blue chew out of your system. Okay. <laughs> You're in here talking about how much you want to bang a man, and I know you. Uh, no, no, man. I did. I did not say that, and you know I didn't say that. I said as good as he looked. If I looked like that in 1989 and was not married, oh my god, motherfucker! If you looked like that in 1989 and you were married, mm-hmm. <laughs> just uh, whew. You could really I mean, get. You don't, you don't look like that, and that didn't slow you down one bit in Vegas with Diamond. Wow! Would you? Would you? Would you stop that? Would you stop? Would you stop with the lies? Stop with the lies. A, I think we're gonna need a new shirt instead of Kayfabe the HJ. That needs to be Kayfabe the uh, Mellow Yellow Zero. <laughs> I like Mellow Yellow Zero. Yeah, so does Diamond. Oh lordy. Kayfabe the BJ. <laughs> Shoulder block takedown by the Cuban assassin. Over the top oh, he goes. No, no, no. Don't you try, start trying to. Uh, here's the deal. I wonder if uh, Tom Zink is one of those guys where you probably just could have had his runoff. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would have been the yeah. best wingman ever. Yeah. And it makes me think about our Tony Reed's rap song this week. Mm, I would have. Uh, I would have been a good driver for Tom. Sure, Tom. Uh, I'll I'll drive you around. Fire up your email, Tony. I've seen okay. some lyrics. 
Right. I know we teased another song this week, but this one has. Uh, okay. We might do two this week. I don't know, but this one. Okay. This one's special for Mister Zinc. Okay. We're gonna do Snoop Dogs. It ain't no fun. And this would have been something that you would have hoped if you were the wingman for Tom Zink that he would have yep. said for you. Let me let me know when you got those uh, those. I got them. I got them. I'm ready. Oh, you ready? Yeah, you know, after you know, we did. Uh... <laughs> no, go ahead. I'll, I'll stop so you can. Okay. No, after we, after we did our uh, karaoke, you know, at Starcast, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I kind of got into it a little bit. Yeah, we should mention that Tony Schiavone live on stage at Starcast. Mm-hmm. Not on fight, but in the stage that was not on fight by design. Yeah. Uh, we did Starcast Karaoke, hosted by Tony Schiavone, and a lot of good performances, including a breakout performance from Dave Silva, who tried to kayfabe that he didn't want to do it. Oh, no, I don't want to. Oh, no, please, no. And then he gets up there and <laughs> just can't wait to do it. Right. He's a natural performer, much like the Cuban assassin. But uh, <laughs> you closed the show with your son and Cassio Kid doing... Mm-hmm. 50 cents P-I-M-P. Yes. Motherfucking P-I-M-P. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But now, you see Tom Zink applying the sleeper hold to the Cuban assassin. Mm-hmm. And that may have been what he was going to try to do to you so he wouldn't have to <laughs> sing this song to some girls to get you the runoff. Are you ready? Well, uh, well, now, wait a second. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, we should probably do it during the next match. Are we going to a break here? I don't want to. Oh, it doesn't make a fuck, does it? Well, I mean, we're going to watch a one-minute match with Sid Vicious and Ranger Ross in just a minute. Oh, By the way, I guess I should God. I should mention that uh, this is the debut of Z-Man, as you said. He's going to beat the Cuban Assassin. That was four minutes. And Wade would say, the NWA did not get Zink's Z-Man costume done in time, so he debuted without his gimmick. They put so much hype into Z-Man's debut, they had to put Zink on without the gimmick. Major promotions should not let this happen. Zink looked good, but the match was nothing special. And he gave it a C. Oh, and how about this segment here? The governor, Carol Campbell, Mike Campbell's dad, here is uh, awarding Ric Flair. And he says that wrestling is a wholesome form of entertainment. It's the yeah. time wholesome and Ric Flair have ever been in the same sentence. <laughs> and that his wrestling career has provided countless of hours of entertainment for fans throughout the world. And Rick has always brought a national and, and global attention to the Carolinas with his six championships and his United States championship and the mid Atlantic championship and the television championship and the world tag team championship. That's right. The governor listed all of these accolades. Like he was reading Wikipedia and, uh, he is now announcing that Ric Flair is the greatest wrestler of all time because he has the ability to style and profile like no other and help countless Americans through his unselfish acts of charitable contributions through the international language of sports and shared his enormous talent <coughs> penis throughout the world. And so he, as the governor of South Carolina, is going to hereby proclaim today, September 12th, Ric Flair Day. Can you believe that's a real thing? Yes, I can. It just goes yep. to show you, folks, if you show your dick to enough people, they'll name a day after you. That's right. They will, they will give you a. Oh, oh God! Here comes Ranger Ross. Okay. They on will, that note, it's time for mm-hmm. us to get to a song. <laughs> Ranger <laughs> Ross, what the fuck? Speaking of showing your dick to okay. people, Tony, 
Let's do mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg's yep. It Ain't No Fun. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. You can start anytime, Tony. You're back now at the Jack Off Hour. This is DJ Easy Dick. On W Balls right now, something new by Snoop Doggy Dog. And this one goes out to the ladies from all the guys, a big bow, wow, wow. Because we're going to make it a little mystery here tonight. This is DJ Easy Dick on the station that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. <laughs> when I met you last night, baby, before you opened up your gap, oh my God, I had respected you, lady, but now I take it all back. Because you gave me all your pussy, and you even licked my balls. <laughs> Leave your number on the cabinet, and I promise, baby, I'll give you a call. Right. Next time I'm feeling kind of horny, you can come on over, and I'll break you off. If you can't fuck that day, baby, you just lay back and open your mouth, because I have never met a girl that I love in the whole wide world. Well, if corrupt gave a fuck about a bitch, I'd always be broken. <laughs> my favorite line if corrupt gave a fuck about a bitch i had never no motherfucking indu to smoke i gets lost and loony bitch you can't do me like do we like bbd you hoochie groupie (laughs) i have no love for hoes i agree that's something i learned in the pounds so how the fuck am i supposed to pay this hoe just to lay this hoe I know the pussy's mine. I'm a fuck a couple more times. And when I'm through with it, there's nothing else to do with it. Pass it to the homie. Now you hit it. Because she ain't nothing but a bitch to me. And y'all know that bitches ain't shit to me. I gives a fuck. Why don't y'all pay attention? Approach it with a different proposition. I'm a corrupt hoe. You never be my only one. Trick ass bitch. Trick ass. Right, so th- oh, hang, this is the chorus right here. So I need you to repeat this next line a okay. few more times for us. With this, I ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Is that it? Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a fat dick on your motherfucking mouth? Hoes recognize marks do too. Cause when bitches get skinless and pull a voodoo, what you gonna do? You really don't know. So I advise you not to trust that hoe. Silly of me to fall in love with a bitch. Oh, he's in love now. <laughs> Knowing damn well I'm too caught up with my grip. Now the sun rotates and my game grows bigger. How many bitches want to fuck this pimp named Snoop Doggy? I'm all the above. I'm too swift for my toes to get caught up with you hoes. But see, it ain't no fun if my homies can't get a taste of it because you know I don't love them. Oh, my God. He's passing the girls around here, isn't he? Whoa. Hey, now you know. Inhale, exhale with my flow. One for the money, two for the bitches, three to get ready, and four to hit the switches in my Chevy Six full rad, to be exact, with bitches on my side and bitches on back. So back up, bitch, because I'm struggling. So get off your knees and then start juggling these motherfucking nuts in your mouth. (laughs) Sing along, Tony. (laughs) Motherfucking nuts in your mouth. It's me, Warren G., the pimp with the clot. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. All right, you got to do it like this, dude. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. 
There you go. Have none. Ain't no fun. If the homies can't. And I'm looking at Missy Hyatt. Have none. Oh, wow. Do you think that's what Tom Zink is telling them for you? Hey, uh, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. What about my friend Tony? Yes, sir. And I'm going, yeah, it ain't no fun if my homies can't have none. What are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? We're going on a shopping spree with woman and Missy Hyatt here. Oh, my God. I tell you, tragic end, as we know, and we've talked about it so many times, but I really thought she was one sexy girl. What if Kevin Sullivan never brought her into wrestling and she was just like a receptionist or something somewhere? Mm, Wow. She was a sharp girl. She probably could have done a little bit of anything. Oh, I wasn't saying reception has to be demeaning. I'm just saying, you know, she I, I know. like a regular job. Just right, right. I mean, she could have. She could have been a, a sharp girl, or a nurse, or a chiropractor, or whatever. You know, whatever. I'm just saying. She could. If she hadn't gotten wrestling, she wouldn't have met the devil, uh, Kevin she, Sullivan. She, and, yeah, she could have been a good doctor because she always carried a razor blade with her. So there, she could have done operations on the fly. Have done. If twelve hundred dollars was too much to spend on a dress. Boy, Missy is sexy, too. Wow. They, I just, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't get what this is about. Well, I, I guess it's $998 on this gold necklace. Who is that lady right there? Is that, is that Lois's mom? No, I don't think it's Lois's mom. How about the old, <laughs> old school credit card swipe? Yeah. Yeah, looking at his watch. Bitch, I got to listen to some Snoop Doggy Dog. Get your pusses in the car there. Juggle your my nuts. Give me that shit, man. No, yeah. Uh, if I'm going to carry this shit, I'm going to get a blowjob out of it. Her, well, Sassafras, huh. quite the fine little ladies there, Corny. What do you think? Well, I think if it's not wrestling, if it's not uh, Smoky Mountain wrestling, I don't like it. I don't like any of this shit. I really don't like what they're doing today. You understand what I'm saying? I don't like any of this shit. Especially I don't like Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan makes a mockery of it. Everything. Boy, Jim is just uh, pissed off. Oh. But we I'll love him, don't what, we? Corny, maybe you need to make a couple trips past the men's warehouse. They don't sell those colors. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the back um, being propped up uh, by a coat rack. I have had at least three quarts of gin. And I'm here with two guys who look more hungover than me. Well, I tell you what, Gordon Soley, I'm a free bird. That's right. Terry Gordy's not here. Buddy Roberts not here. It's me, Michael P.S. Hayes, to my side. As we know, he doesn't sell shit. So I'm going to have to be the one bumping now because Michael, only thing he does is moon dance the right hand and say, hey, that's right. I'm Michael P.S. Hayes. Hey, I'm still going to be in the business while all you motherfuckers are looking for a job. Hey, you know why? Because I'm going to wear shitty clothes, shittier than I got on now, some baby blue looking shit, and a fucked up hat. Hey, I got a dog named Denzel. Hey, I consider Conrad Thompson my friend. Hey, fuck that Tony Schiavone. Well, that's right. Fuck Tony Schiavone and the ultimate warrior he's trying to get over on the other station. We'll be back after these words. 
Three Birds and the Steiners coming up next, man. So what do you think of the show so far? Thumbs down? Thank you, no, Michael. I, I like okay. No. <laughs> okay. Love you for that. <laughs> I like this stuff. By the way, I love this commercial. We need to recreate this with you. This is uh, when it, when well, a girl will give her a flare blowjob. This is what it looked like from her eyes. Right there. He would just bend over and say, hey, settling the score. Obsessed with dicks. <laughs> Same old thing. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. Sex, maybe, because of my age and I don't get any like I used to until I pop a blue chew. Ooh, that could be a rap song. Don't get any like I used to until I pop a blue chew. Bitch. Ho. Are you all right? We got, we got hoes. <laughs> We got hoes. 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 Why are you saying that as Missy Hyatt and Robin Green are on their way to the ring? All right, hang on a second. She was called Robin Green here? That's what the graphic said. What? Yeah. Did I miss something? When, when did they start calling her woman? After I thought this. She, apparently so. It was after this, but I, I thought they always called her woman. Do you, do you know the history of this, or are you just playing along with me here now? I, I, I don't know. Robin Green. I don't remember that at all. Hey. The further, further down the down block, the block you got them. Went, the further, yeah. Yeah. Look at that fucking shit. <laughs> Jumping up and down like a bunch of idiots. Well, they are. I mean, Michael is. Jimmy's not. Can you imagine if you're getting on an airplane... And you look in the cockpit and you see Jimmy Garvin. You say, don't I remember him dancing as a free bird and he's going to fly this plane? Sure. Hell not. yeah. He's, yeah. Hell yes. He's a good pilot. Still is. All right. This is, uh, this is right on the cusp of the uh, Steiners being red hot here, right? Yeah. They're, they're relatively uh, new as a, as a pairing here, but they're about to tear it up, Bubba. Yes, they are. Oh, by the way, call the NWA Wrestling Hotline, 1-900-909-9900. Phone number is no longer active, but we still got your money, so we don't give a fuck if it's active or not. Thanks for spending your allowance. Thanks for getting mom and dad pissed off at you. The NWA Wrestling Hotline. Did you call the hotline when you were a youngster? Come on, you can tell me. Uh, Yeah, not at this yeah. age, but probably like 97. Yeah. Was it worth? Was it worth the money? No, no, yeah, okay. You can say that because. So here's the deal. Uh, she's going to become woman on this show. Oh, okay. Yep. And uh, as a reminder, the Steiners, I guess, uh, in late '88, is when Scott would accompany his brother Rick to the right. ring, but they wouldn't start teaming up and calling themselves the Steiner Brothers until January of this year. So. They've only been a team for a little bit here. 
all right. Well, very cool. So we're seeing brand new stuff. Yeah, you can sell. You can tell that Scotty got a lot better in the years to come than he was right here. Well, I mean, he changed everything with uh, the Frankensteiner. I mean, it right. became the hot move in wrestling. Right. But I mean, that roll up was not good. That arm drag was not good. You could tell he was really, really green here, as far as pro wrestling. Of course, you know our buddy Michael Hayes. Oof. One, two, see that? Yeah, that's that. That's that's not knowing exactly. Bruce, take your pills. Oh, has Bruce texted you since you signed uh, with uh, AEW? Um, he sent me a text uh, wanting to know how things were going, and I said I had signed, and we haven't talked since then. No, hmm. which is probably my fault as much as anybody else's. You know, I really like Bruce. I do. I have a lot of friends that work for the WWE. Bruce, Eric, um, Gallows and Anderson. A lot You've of never friends. I have even uh, met Anderson. No, but I would consider him a friend had I met him. Oh, I got you. <clears throat> See, I mean, I knew Luke Gallows. And so since I knew Luke, I thought, well, since I know Luke, I probably know would be a friend of Anderson as well. Carl, what I would call Carl. him if I knew him. Carl. Hey, Carl. Um, that's what I'd call him if I knew him and I never really met him, but I would, I would have called him that. So anyway, I got a lot of friends there and, uh, I hope they do well. I, they got guys who obviously love the business. Uh, and, uh, I'm sure that there's going to be in their future, some Thanksgiving dinners and Christmas mornings that are being interrupted by a phone call, but that's okay. I get it. That's your life you lead. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. A single crab. Here's the tag. Now, Rick Steiner was pretty established at this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as a single wrestler. And, I mean, he, man, I, I, I will, can never go through one of these shows without thinking about what he does in life right now, which is absolutely amazing. I've got... Uh, the uh, the Atlanta Braves have their number two prospect is a kid named Drew Waters, who played for Gwinnett this year, number two prospect in the Braves organization, and he is from Etowah High School in Woodstock, in Cherokee County, where Rick Steiner is a member of the school board, and he even knows everybody in school. He says knows who that Rick Steiner's on the school board, and so it's a. Uh, it's like common knowledge of Woodstock. Say, hey, did you know Rick Steiner, man? He's on our school board. I say, oh, yeah, I knew him. It's just an amazing turn of events if you think about it. Because the persona he played, he played a guy who who obviously didn't do much in school. Don't you think? Is that your wife? No, that's not. Huh. <laughs> I got to give Michael. He, Michael did have, you know, we give him a lot of shit, deservedly so. But he did have a pretty good sense of timing in the ring, I thought, as far as fan reaction, getting the fans either riled up as a heel or behind him as a baby face. Whoa, how about that? Fans, fans digging this one. 
This is um, the end is going to be interesting. I guess we should mention we we sort of talked through it. Uh, Wade would say. Sid Vicious squashed Ranger Ross in one minute. Vicious looked as imposing as always. The match was followed by Missy Hyatt and Robin Green's shopping spree. Robin spent a few thousand dollars and charged it to Rick Steiner's credit card. So that was the story they were. Oh, okay. Pass on there. Got it. That's the story. He would also say one of the best camera jobs uh, and camera work by the NWA crew. They missed the shot they were supposed to. Scott was tripped by either Missy or Robin Green, who were both at ringside. And the international uh, ambiquity carried through the night as all camera angles were inconclusive. Fun stuff. Mm. Be. But Robin actually trips him, and uh, that's going to lead to her no longer being with the boys. The dog okay. Gremlin and the soon-to-be Big Booty Daddy. Mm-hmm. Not a good sign when by the entrance there are there is absolutely no lighting because there's no fans. Right, and these uh, streamers are look like uh, what tinsel from a from a Christmas tree, long tinsel from a Christmas tree just doesn't cut it. But that was it. I mean, the the wrestling business is a business that had so many variables: lighting, set design finishes, camera work, camera angles, and then you throw in the fact that sometimes the boys just do what they want to do. Even though you say, we need you to come out this way, we need you to do the angle right here, we need you, it just, it just uh, it's a very, very difficult, uh, very, very difficult business. It really is. Do you notice how the, the camera was on uh, a, a boom, a crane, and the guy was sitting on the crane holding the, the camera? Talking about some old school stuff. Yeah. That is old school stuff. And they got it, and they're not using it that much. So you might have had some, some pretty good timing here, and you got to get up and wiggle his gimmick at the fans. And What kind of, uh, what kind of critique did... Uh, did Wade Keller give uh, Jr. and uh, and Cornette for this match? Because you know they're going to say something about it. They always do. Uh, he may comment somewhere in here. Yeah. Well, I because can't. Of w- the news we should. Uh, I mean, everything that on the heels of this is going to be about the angle with Terry Funk at the end. That's what anybody's talking about on the other side. Right. But. You know, I get to thinking now I'm going to be working with Jr. again, and uh, whew. that's going to be a lot of fun. Pressure's on, though, buddy. Pressure's on. One, two. I didn't realize how much the pressure was on until I was at Starcast, and everybody said, "Can't wait to hear you on uh, on AEW on TNT." And after about the one hundredth or one thousandth person said that, I thought, "Whew." I better, I better do good. Uh, that's what you've they're... never succumbed to that pressure to be good on this show. Don't let, you know. <laughs> By the way, Meltzer would say, or not Meltzer, but Wade would say, um, although the sounding line is incredible, 
Rick does grossly overuse it. And when Scott Steiner gets a hot tag, he's like no other. <laughs> oh, how about that? Shing, sling, shing shot, su- slingshot suplex. And the fans are wanting a hot tag here, man. Let's make them hot tags. Ooh. Go for that. Tag, Michael comes in. Here comes Rick. Boom, and they missed the hot tag on the camera. Whoa. There it is. Wow. Look at the crowd. Give credit to uh, Michael and Jimmy here taking those moves. I mean, we got a guy who's pretty much green as far as pro wrestling is concerned, and those high-risk maneuvers that you see on a regular basis now or were back in 89, something brand new, right? What the fuck happened? There was the trip we missed, right? Yep. Yep. He tripped up, and it looks like on camera he just tripped. He tripped house. JR even said he somehow tripped coming off. So they missed that. But Missy was on the right, so it was definitely Robin Green who did it. Right. And she's turning her back on the Steiners. That bitch. She got his money. Well, that's par for course, I guess. Yeah, well, I guess so. And the Freebirds retain the championship. Are you you worried about that when Lois gets gets a hold of that, that newfound loot you got that she may be out of there? Uh, no, not at all. It's the only thing I need is only thing I need is a uh, is a little bit of food, a refrigerator for my Mellow Yellow Zero, a chair, Netflix, and my dog. That's all I need in life. That's all I need. Me and Bug, and that's it. That's all I need in life. There you go. What the fuck? Somebody fucking motherfucking tripped me. I think it was this girl right here. Well, you sure wasn't that girl? No, was that girl up? It was you? No. Who was it? Uh, it was, I, whoa. Wow, Robin Green. I like that suit, that uniform, that attire. We'll be right back. With more flying Brian. We'll be flying over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, he's going to take on Norm the Lunatic. Who booked this shit? Good God. Flying Brian and Norman Z Lunatic. <laughs> Z. So what do you think of the show? We're we're about a halfway through the show here. I'm digging it so far. You know, I mean yeah. it's just what I grew up on and, and I, I love the Steiner brothers and Yeah. No, I'm a fan. Didn't he have a didn't even have a good replay of the trip? No, just totally missed it. Yeah. Well, huh. We wouldn't miss shit like that in the WWE, huh? And we're not going to miss shit like that in AEW, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm going to be telling them where to go and what to do, huh? Because I'm Jr. working with Shivani and a guy with a mask, huh? Excalibur is what they call him, and I just hope he still doesn't talk over me like you're talking over me right now, Jay. Uh, there, Jim Cornette. I'm not doing Cornette. You're not. I don't, okay. promo, I, don't, I don't need a promo cut on me. <laughs> okay, then I'll do Cornette from now on. Ugh. There's your Hall of Famer to his left or to his. What the fuck is the key for? Oh, they just broke him out of the lunatic. Got it. Yes. 
Got it. Do you realize in 2019 you couldn't get away with a gimmick like that? Because you'd be making fun of the mentally ill. Yeah. And look at uh, Teddy Long looks like Eddie Murphy from The Golden Child. But you couldn't. It's it's just it's amazing how you can't. Did you see Dave Chappelle stand up recently on Netflix? The brand new I one. Lo- I loved it. I loved it too. Loved every. I laughed, belly laughed. But then there are people ripping on it because he was mean. You can't do comedy anymore. You can't do it anymore. Because somebody's going to be fucking offended. Just what, what, what's, what's wrong with society? Why can't we laugh anymore? Right. It's jokes. Look at the girls. Fine. Flying Brian. Flying Brian. Beat that badass. Flying. Wow. Brian with that? that. That was pretty damn good. What do you think about the uh, the cheerleader brigade here? I'm for it. I wish I had a cheerleader brigade when I was growing up. Fly, I'm sure Kalanick Bill liked it too. Flying Brian. Flying Brian. Here he comes. Where are they going? The girls ran off. Okay, we're on you're on your own, Brian. We'll see you and Tom later. He's got the key. He's got the, oh, the lunatic hitting from behind. Huh. Boy, Brian was a tremendous performer. God almighty. When he was flying Brian, and we're, I'm talking about when he was flying Brian before he became the, the loose cannon that we portrayed him as, and he was just, just a great young baby face. Great smile. Great talent. Hope his son does well in pro wrestling as well. Because Flying Brian Jr. is a good kid. But he's got to live up to that, man. I like the Bengal tights that he would wear, too, better than these, these blue tights. He had those tiger tights. Made you look at his ass, didn't it? I mean, your eyes, when he had the tiger tights on, your eyes immediately went to the ass. You can you can say that. If, I mean, you can admit to it if you like. I do admit to things like that. <clears throat> well, this match is about, right now, about three minutes too long. Brian go in, cross body, pick him up, slamming, pinning one, two, three. We'll add another five minutes to the next match. You see, in, in this in the scheme of things, take this match for what it is. Here we go. Thank God. This has got to be it. No one really, no, missile dropkick. No one really believed that Norman, the lunatic, this very hefty guy could beat Flying Brian, did they? No, I mean, I mean, I mean based on I, size, I, you would think that he could, he could throw him around and power him down and lean on him uh, and wear him down, but. It's a get-over match is what it is. I mean, oh, I hope I'm sure. right. No, I, no, I'm I, sure. Yeah. But I'm saying in a typical match like this, the big guy would be, just, there you go, right. some of that. Do shit like that, right. 
What's the story about Norm and the lunatic? I think we've, we've probably told the story here on our show before, but uh, he's no longer with us, I understand. And did he, and did he go on to, to wrestle in the WWE at all? Yeah, he was Bastion Booger over there. Bastion? He was Bastion Booger? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Crucifix. Oh! There you go. Tommy Edwards, the director here, I'm pretty sure, who was also the studio director for TBS. And Tommy loved to get those crowd reaction shots. As a matter of fact, before Tommy, uh, we we normally, back in the old days, never did get crowd reaction shots. But Tommy was big into that, and I believe it, believed in it too. Tim Smith, cameraman standing up right there, big-time Florida Gator. Teddy was good, man. I listen. I, 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 yeah. He's a, uh, he's a Hall of Famer. I get it, but he was really good. Was really, you know, it was very active, very animated. Uh, uh-uh. all right. We were talking earlier uh-uh, about Court Bauer, and you said he'd gained a lot of weight. Well, oh man, I tried to lift him in his car, and uh, I've break, broken a sweat. Do you realize how heavy he's gotten? And he's trying to grow a beard like me. Well, I'm going to go back and hit the gin and the vodka at Malio's here in just a few minutes in Tampa after this show is over. Back to you. <coughs> That's unfair for us to, for me to say that. It really is. Why? Because Gordon is the Gordon was the was great and. He's a legendary announcer, and it's just... We're just having fun. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm just I know. over here talking about how <laughs> Dave Chappelle said, made it where we could all have fun, and now you're backpedaling all your jokes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, fuck it. I'm just having fun. How about Captain the, Mike Rotunda. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> I didn't uh, even hurry up and be IRS. I was not a fan until he was IRS. Really? You like the IRS gimmick? I was a kid. Oh, of course. He didn't like Michael Wall Street. I liked Michael Wall Street. <laughs> oh, fuck off. What? Maybe it's because I like Alexandra York. Yeah, All right, here man. we go. Watch out. Somebody go get hurt. <laughs> God, he would scare the fuck out of me if I had to wrestle this guy. Again, one of the nicest guys in the world. And a, and a tragedy as well. But doing some pretty good bumping here for... So you didn't like Michael Wall Street, huh? Ah, we don't like Michael Wall Street. Call the NWA Wrestling Hotline, 1-900-909-9900. That's 1-900-909-9900. Joe Petticino is going to be on the Wrestling Hotline talking with Scott Hudson about the glory days of Channel 69 in Atlanta. One nine hundred nine zero nine ninety nine hundred. I think it was channel sixty nine. Did you ever? Do you know in Atlanta? We were talking about this the other day. Atlanta, they would have on Saturday nights like wrestling back to back to back to back. They would have everybody on. All the. Isn't that cool though? I like that. Yeah, it was. And and Joe and, and Bonnie Blackstone became in the Atlanta area, you know, quite the stars because of it. For wrestling fans. 
And I think for wrestling fans, that was great to be able to see other promotions on other, you know, other uh, regions or the territories, if you will. And Scott was talking about that at, at StarCast, and it brought back the memories. It really did. And we used Joe Petticino, or they did back then, used Joe Petticino on the Wrestling Hotline because you know what Jim Hurd said about Joe Petticino, don't you? He's the fans' man. The fans like Joe Petticino. And I know he's big, and I know he's heavy, but he's the fans' man. And I want Joe Petticino to be somewhere on a broadcast. He's the fans' man. Is what Jim Hurd used to say. So they used him, which wasn't bad because Joe's a good guy. Never saw what Bonnie Blackstone saw in him, but he was a good guy. Um, are you trying to insinuate that he, she was good looking and he was fat? Yes. Well, wouldn't that, I mean, you started the show by saying I was one of the best salesmen ever. How's that mm. different? Because I've been around both of you. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm funnier? You seem, you come across as a better salesman to me than Joe. Okay? Are you Joe saying just, that based on my, um, my on your, yeah, and humor and your, timing, or just you saw me close some things? Well, all of the above. All of the above, actually. Um but Joe was just kind of a, you know, a, a kind of a quiet old country boy, very, very shy, seemingly. Uh, and there's nothing shy about you at all. And um, so, yeah, I just, I never did get that. Of course, you know, he could have been hung like a mule. And that would have probably helped out a little bit. Uh just never know. You never know about people. You know, I didn't go around checking out dicks or anything like that, but he could have been, and that could have led into some of that. I'm just, I'm just freestyling here. You know, I mean, just go with it. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about, you know, you just don't know about people. Some people could just have, you know, like a mule could be just a very, very good person to be around. Great conversationalist, great person. You just don't know when you see a beautiful woman and a guy like Joe Petticino, you just, you, you just don't know what goes into it, right? Am I just going on and on for no reason here, which is nothing new for this podcast? You can no, help out. I don't out. think so. Okay. I want you to keep talking about hog sizes. I think <laughs> cool. No. No. Uh, but here we got a great match going on in front of us right now. Trying to put a sleeper hold on or a rear chin lock or rear naked choke hold. And take a look at the, the, some of the 80s haircuts in, this, in the stands here as well. Woo-ha! Cover, try to get it over with. One, two. Our buddy Tommy Young, refereeing. Heard from Tommy lately? No, it's been a few months. How about you? No, I haven't heard from Tommy in quite a while. And that may be a good thing. Because, you know, some people don't know how to take a joke. 
And that's what we do. We just have fun on this show. That's oh, what we're all about. That's what, what we're all, we're all about. And, and that's what all of our fans on Patreon know, right? All of our people on Patreon know that we're having fun. Oh, by the way, for our people on Patreon, now that baseball season is over, we're going to be able to be doing a lot more of our chats. Because, you know, baseball is officially over for me. Well, here's the other thing we're going to be able to do. More like get-togethers and shit. Right. And shit. Yeah. Uh, but he, really, because I, I, I officially uh, gave my notice with the Gwinnett Stripers. I had my last game this past week. Kind of an emotional time for me. Did they give a, you a cake or some shit? They didn't give me a cake, but they recognized me on this on the, the video board. Uh, and... Um, did you get like a standing ovation and you got up and waved and bowed or whatever? Well, they they brought the camera into the booth and I just waved to the camera. I didn't see if they were standing up or not. I I, I know some of the players applauded. Uh, but uh, it was a very emotional time for me. It really was because uh, of how much I love the game. And you know how much I love the game because I tried my best to stick with it. But I just can't anymore. I Did got too they, much. Um... Did they give you a gold watch, kick you in the butt, and tell you a computer mm. took your job, Daddy? No. <laughs> no, they did not. They, they didn't did put not. hard times on Tony Schiavone? No, they did kick you in the butt, give you a gold watch, computer took Computer cannot take an announcer's job, at least not yet. Did you? Uh, but one day, one day they'll be able to do it. that your booty's just a little big, your belly's just a little big, but you're no. bad and they know you're bad? No, I didn't do that. Anyway, it was a very emotional time. And it was for Lois, too. Because oh, did Lois Lo- go to the game? No. Of course not. Why would she support no. you in any way? Exactly. But it was because she listened on the radio uh, at home or listened on TuneIn Radio at home. And uh, it was just an emotional time because we met when I was a baseball announcer, you see. So well, there's a three count. One, two, three. Travis Tritt was in the audience there, it looked like, but he was sober. So but, so there, my baseball career is over. So I've got more time during the summer. At least I hope I do. You never fucking know. Work's piling up on the other end, too, by the way. I'm excited. This means you're going to get to come over and hang out more often. Absolutely. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I was thinking about coming over uh, – as we're taping this, uh, this weekend, but I didn't because I wanted to go <clears throat> see the Jacksonville Jaguars home opener. You do understand. Fuck you. <laughs> what? Huh. You're already not coming to hang out with me. So you can go, <laughs> uh, 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 may I have another? <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I'm I'm supportive of our company, you, you see, supportive of our company, and I'm not going to be in the owner's box. I'm I'm going to be with my buddy Mike Perkins, up high in the stadium, videotaping it, and I'm going to hang out with him. See, I'm a wait, worker. I'm a worker, wait, Conrad. I'm a wait, worker. Wait, 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 wait. Does TK not know that you're coming? Yeah, he knows I'm coming. And he's not inviting you into the into the Bizox. No, I, I told him I didn't want to go. I wanted to hang out with Mike. I wanted to see how I wanted to see how uh, teams videotaped their. I just wanted to see the whole process. Are you about to Shivani? You the biggest opportunity you've ever had. You had an invite to hang out with the owner, and you blew it off. 
It's the first game, Conrad. There are many more. Okay, many more. No, if you're going to go kiss ass, you need to start doing I'm not going kissing ass. I want you to kiss, you kiss the top guy's ass. You don't kiss the cameraman's uh-huh. ass. And by the way, uh, I don't know if you know or not, but your buddy you're hanging out with has ties to Roll Tide. Yes, he does. Mike Perkins does. Absolutely. What's, uh, what's Perkins, Lex Luger saying here? Uh, I don't know. Nothing. He held up his fingers like that, like he always yep. do, and he said, yep. Tony, this L right here, this is for you. This is the one you're going to tote. For fucking up the biggest opportunity you ever had. I ain't fucked up anything. I ain't fucked up anything. I, I'm i I'm a working man. I'm a working man. I'm not a smoozer. I'm not a wheeler and dealer. I'm a... Third promo for Halloween Havoc. They're shilling this shit hard. Give Terry Funk a blowjob too. Rip the face of Bobby Eaton and give me a blowjob too. October 28th, only on pay-per-view. Halloween Havoc 89. Settling the score. I got hoes. Motherfucking PIMP. I got hoes. You know what? Unfortunately, that uh, that 50 Cent song, uh, Pimp, PIMP. Hey, somebody say something about a steroid opponent. I'll come in and beat his ass. I'm not going to. I'm not going to talk about any shit about anybody. It doesn't matter what Conrad wants me to say on stage. I'm not going to talk bad about it. I'm not going to talk about bleaching my balls. I'm not going to talk Dude, about seriously. Him. That, that that visit was so disappointing with Tommy. He, he wouldn't to come on stage. We let him yeah. get on stage. And I said, you know, you've broke a lot of records in wrestling, but you also broke a lot of folks in. Yeah, I have, including one Missy Hyatt. According to the rumor and innuendo, you got her started in the business. What do you remember about that? I don't remember nothing. I ain't got shit to say. I've been married right. 40 years. <laughs> well, I don't I don't believe that's your natural haircut. Hey, by the way, that robe he's wearing out, uh-huh. recently had an opportunity to buy, and the buyer backed out. But that's an Olivia Walker Lex Luger robe. Look good. And uh, a fellow in South Carolina owns it, and he's thinking about selling it, and we made a deal. And the next day he said, hey, change my mind, just just can't let it go. Huh. But I was going to have you strut around StarCast 4, holding your fingers like he used to. Yeah. Telling everybody to peel your shrimp. <laughs> You're to that level now. I got that AEW money now, motherfucker. Peel my shrimp. Peel my shrimp. <laughs> now, that's not a blue chew ad either. That's just no. what Lex Luger did. Peel my shrimp. I don't want my peel. fingers to get all smelly. That's what he did. He would have people peel his shrimp. You know that, what? That could, that could be your new deal. You could walk into Lois when we get done with this and just be mm-hmm. like, like if she's seated, just go stand next to her, mm-hmm. real close to her face, and say, "Hey, baby, why don't you peel my shrimp for me?" <laughs> she'll get it. Oh yeah, she'll she'll get it. Yes, yeah, she hey, will. Let, let me ask: You ever make the approach while mm-hmm. Lois was on the toilet and just unzip and see what happens? Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? Ah, oh, Jesus! Why don't you try Christ. that. Just see what happens. Uh. Well, you, it's, a Tom, you, it's, it's a Tommy Rich Lex Luger match. I think we're going to have some free time here. Okay. Have you ever heard the Andre the Giant stories? Oh, yeah, about him getting Blumpkins. Blumpkins? Blumpkins while he's taking a shit. Yes, right. The lady yeah. would crawl. It's called a Blumpkin. <laughs> There's a name for that? Yeah, yeah. You've got to be shitting me. There's a name for getting a blowjob while you're taking a shit? 
Yeah, so take the word pumpkin, but drop the first P. Yeah. Take the BL from blowjob and stick it on it. It's called a blumpkin. <laughs> you didn't know this? No. That's the real Halloween havoc right there. Ooh, <laughs> blowing Andre on the toilet. <laughs> so apparently he had this insatiable gal back in the day. and mm-hmm. He need to get the break. So he, went, <laughs> so he went to the bathroom and took Say a shit. <laughs> and so as he's taking a shit, he's in there so long that the lady's ready for round 37 or whatever. So she crawls over like cat and uh, she's on all fours and she gets there and pulls it out and starts working on the rascal. And Bobby Heenan is like, marry her. And he tells him, boss. She sucked my dick while I'm sitting. And he's like, boss, you got to marry her. And he's like, why? And he says, do you realize at your size, there's no place for the fumes of what you've put in that bowl to go except right there. And she's powering through. That's love. You need to marry her. That's the hashtag Andre Blumkin story from Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Oh, God, that is. Yeah, I had heard that story, too. Oh. You ever asked Lois for a bumpkin? No, my God. My God. Let's call her on speaker. No, let's and not. Ask her. Let's not. Okay, I'm going to call her on it. No, don't do this. Don't do this. This will be fine on the show, you don't think? Oh, oh God. All right. She's going to hang up on you. Okay. Let's just see what happens. Okay. Oh, my God. Hello, Mrs. Shivani. You're live on What Happened When. How are you? You are kidding me. So we're, we're having a conversation about Andre the Giant and how once upon a time he got a Blumpkin. And I asked if Lois ever hooked him up with a Blumpkin. And he said, why don't you call her and ask her? So what do you think? You ever try a Blumpkin out on Mr. Shivani? A blumpkin. So it's like pumpkin, but with BL at the front. Y'all ever do that? I have no idea what that is or what you're talking about. But you love your husband, right? Yeah. (laughs) Long ball. Are you willing to give it a shot? Just try it out and see how it feels? No, I doubt it. I'm too old for those uh, reindeer games. You don't even know what it is, and you're saying no. Are, Are you in a bad mood today? No, just in a lot of pain. Well, you know, a blumpkin's good for what ails you. I've heard that. But. Oh, shit, Conrad. Is that just like sex, too? Tony uses that line on me all the time. Yeah, you know what's good for that? No. What? You boys, I swear. Well, just You're look at... You're to get the dad done, they aren't you? It, just heads up, Mrs. Shivani. If you Google that word, delete your browser history right away in case you're in an accident or something. <laughs> what? Yeah, the word blumpkin. You don't want that in your browser history. I, there's a lot of stuff I don't want in my browser history. I don't even know if I want you on my in my my uh, um. Get the word out. My what is it? My my. <laughs> Are you are you are you drinking already? <laughs> no, no. I told you I was in a lot of pain. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'll let you get back to convalescing. We're having a great time talking about all the blumpkins you've given Tony over the years. <laughs> I have not. 
<laughs> oh, it's no big deal. Y'all are y'all are husband and wife of decades. I mean, if you can't blumpkin your own husband, who can you blumpkin? Well, it certainly isn't my husband. Okay. I swear to God, you guys are so sick. I swear you're sick, sick, sick. We are, but we love you just the same. Thank you for being a good sport. Well, I try. Did you hear that Tony? Right. Did you hear that Tony blew off hanging out with me to go <laughs> Tony Con this weekend? To go? Oh, was he supposed to play with you? Yeah, and he blew me off. No big deal. I'm used to it. Well, I guess you're going to have to find somebody else to blow you off. Yeah, our, our, our show starts in a couple of weeks. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, well, yeah, I'll be excited when his equipment isn't sitting in my foyer. <laughs> Arn's equipment's in your foyer and Tony's not there. Is there something we need to know? Not that kind of equipment, you sick fuck. Okay, <laughs> on that note, we love you, Lois. Have a good day. Bye bye. So that went about as expected. Yeah, she called you a sick fuck. Yeah, I mean, it took a lot. Why would she, Why would she do that? I mean, why would she do? Why would she call you a sick fuck? I mean, well, I don't I mean, know. You, I feel like it's undeserved, if I'm honest. I, I do too. I do. I'm on your side on this, to be honest with you. You do realize uh, the next time I see her, she's going to say, "What's a blum?" Well, just <laughs> and lie I'm going to say her. you don't want to know. Her. Just lie to her, like all those times you hung out with the horseman, came home smelling <laughs> like booze, threw up in the sink, and was like, "What'd you do?" I was at the library. <laughs> I was over at Tommy Rich's working on goddamn carburetors. <laughs> He's got so they say something. <laughs> Somebody say something about a timing belt. <laughs> He's I'm got this. Riches. He's got this old Chevette. <laughs> 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 That's some redneck shit right there, but he got this old Chevette. <laughs> oh, he dumped him on his fucking head. <laughs> of course he did. He can't work with a fuck. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. It's a wonder he hadn't killed people up until this time. That would be a few years. Yeah, I knew you would say it. As soon as, I, as soon as I said that out of my mouth, oh, God. No, well, I don't think you call what I'm saying. Tommy Rich is the one who dropped Lex Luger on his head. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I, I, thought, I, I thought Luger Lex did. Luger never killed nobody. Let's get that straight. Okay. Oh, neither did Tommy. No, he he's killed a few towns. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I feel like it might be time for a little more Tony Reed's rap. No, I don't think so. We've blumpkined out here today. No, we haven't. Here's the deal. I promised it last week. We got to deliver. Oh, my God. What what do you... This is your song. Okay. Now that you got the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire of of, uh, announcing. Yeah. AMG's Bitch Better Have My Money. Mm. I guess we did promise that last week, didn't we? Which is your which is your title track on your new album cover that we put out this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm pretty excited about this. You ready? Yep. Got your lyrics pulled up? Yep. Oh god. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So he's going to say the first line. Okay. And then you're going to take it from there. Okay. Ready. Bitch better have my money. Ah, shit. Here we go on the one, y'all, with nothing clown. It ain't nothing like black pussy on my dick. Word to the motherfucking DJ quick. I play hoes like dominoes, slapping bones. AMG's on the motherfucking microphone. I slang dick, bitch, nothing more than nothing less. You got a C-node hoe, you can take the test. And bring big fat titties and lots of black back. <laughs> and we got the woody and I got the axe. I'm no joke when I stroke for a client. The fuck bitches need dick. So they're buying it. G with a high top fade. Open up, y'all coach bag bitch so I can get paid. And take off your G-string drawers. Eat, bitch, eat your Wheaties because I don't pause. What are you laughing at? Ain't a damn thing funny. Bitch better have my money. Bitch better money. Go ahead. It's the next one. I don't charge by the inch. Charge by the foot. Thinking I'm lying, bitch? Here, take a look. 100% 100% USDA grade A beef. Here's my card. Call me. You look like you ain't been boned in a while. Pick up the motherfucking phone and dial. Have your money in a big ass stack. I'm swinging this dick like a new jack. Bitch, so bitch better have my money. 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 Bitch better have my plumpkin. Bitch better have my money. Bitch better have my Chevette. Bitch better have my money. Choose the position, Pronto. You're on the clock. You can suck diggity dick. I'm charged with... <laughs> really? Diggity dick? Keep going. Bend your ass over and touch your toes. Hold your breath, because I'm going to hold my nose. <laughs> this dick of mine ain't friendly, baby. Will it hurt you? Yeah, maybe. Probably because I'm 19 years old. I fuck hot pussy until it's cold. I ain't a prostitute. But I'll knock the boots. Women love me. They say I'm so cute. I bet. Girls want to get with me. I'm tender. A big old butt and a smile that I'm with them. Pussy ain't nothing but a game to me. Pockets on fat because I've played the freak. So when a hoe, when I want to fuck to the pro of a pimp, I want to see that grip. So bitch better have my money. Bitch better have my money. Bitch better have my money. Bitch, bitch, better have my money, bitch. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to say fuck all the rigmarole. I clock the dough. Oh, uh-uh. Gary Hart, what do you think about Tony Schiavone reading rap? You know, I got well, my- I have it right here <laughs> on this contract with what happened when. That he's, he's contractually obligated to do this dumb shit based on a contract he signed with Conrad Thompson back in early 2017 before his financial situation was solved. Now, of course, Tony thinks he doesn't have to do this anymore, but this contract right here shows otherwise. Well, here I am sitting on a bedpan, just had a blumpkin. I, I get in a lot of pain as you can see, uh, this is what Ric Flair did to me when he repeatedly hit me over the head with his dick when we were drinking tequila shots down at the bar in West Texas. See, Flair, my dick may be this size, and I know you're as big, but you didn't want to hit me over the head with it. I'm going to come out of this hospital one day. I'm going to take that dick of yours, and I'm going to tear it off and stick you in the ear with the bloody end. That's what I'm going to do. 
And also later in the show, I'm going to attempt to murder you. I murder you is what I'm going to do. I'm going to murder you. And everybody's going to be pissed off, but I don't care because I'm Terry Funk. And I'm the craziest motherfucker alive. Never hit me with your dick again, Ric Flair. Never hit me with your dick again. I'm going to come back and get you. And all those girls won't be able to give you a blowjob because we stick it in your ear. God, I love Terry Funk. One of the best, man. One of the man. absolute best. I was hoping to uh, line him up for StarCast 4, but no luck yet. Of course, I was unsuccessful at one. He got sick, and at two, his wife had passed away. He didn't want to make the trek, and I didn't want to bother him for three. But I'm trying again for four. No luck just yet. But Ric Flair, what's he saying about potentially yep. showing up at StarCast 4? <laughs> uh, well, here's the deal with StarCast 4. They may want to do a Ric Flair roast. Guess what? I won't show up for that either. Well, I would show up, but Wendy told me not to show up, and I got to listen to what she has to say because she is in charge of my life now. I'm 70 years old. I don't know what one, one day or the other if I can take a shit on my own. So Wendy is going to be in charge of me. If she says go, I'll go. If she says no, I'll know. Remember, it's going to be in Baltimore. That's right, Baltimore. I had many jobs in Baltimore. I showed many women my dick in many different parties. Hell, I went to Sabatino's, bought everybody all this food and all this drink and all this liquor. Sting, you weren't there because you were a baby face that time and I was a heel. But I used to have so many big tabs in Baltimore. This time, I won't show. Is it coming? Well, the Stinger shows. Stinger was at StarCast <laughs> 2 and 3, Nature Boy. You should go. That fat fucker with a beard will pay you good. And the check's always clear. It's not like working for some of these shade tree independent promoters. Nope. Half the internet thinks he's a money mark. Turns out, ha he makes more money than all the marks. Ha He's fucking got a podcast with everybody. He even wants to do one with the Stinger. But I know better than to try to do that. I wouldn't shit on anybody. I'm too nice of a guy. I tried it, and it didn't work for me. Not me. Because I couldn't stay out of the goddamn bars long enough to read the fucking ads. In fact, I never read the ads. I just said, that's right. Tell them about it, Conrad. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. We're all going to have a drink. Wow. Three. Listen, uh, so uh, can I say something about StarCast here? Why not? Did you officially announce StarCast 4? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, tickets are on sale now at StarCast.com. And where's StarCast 4 going to be there, Conrad? In Baltimore, Maryland. What's causing all this? That's pretty cool. Baltimore, Maryland. We got some big announcements coming to Starwise. I don't know by the time this airs what we will or won't announce, but I will say that it's Starcast not one, not two, not three, but four. Interesting. Congratulations on another Starcast. You got a good staff. Good staff of people helping you out. Three was the best one yet, smoothest yet. Yeah. Well oiled machine, we got it figured out. Yeah. We're on our way to being uh pros man i mean well, it was weird we were walking around like thursday friday saturday sunday like hey nothing's falling apart nothing's blowing up everything's smooth what are we what's going on what do we do with all this free time well first of all you're not in vegas and that's not a knock on vegas but vegas is just too crazy right i mean wouldn't you agree well you know the first i had never done it before so i didn't know what i didn't know and then 
you sort of think you figure out all the problems before you go back for the second one, but then you discover a whole another second set of things that you needed to work on. And I felt really, really good about three. And I had no intentions of doing four this fast, but a friend of ours, rather influential friend, mm-hmm. uh, asked me to do number four in Baltimore, and I agreed. I didn't have any intention of doing it, but on Saturday I started to look for space. On Sunday, I found some that might work. On Monday, we had preliminary conversations, and by Tuesday, I think we had it all figured out. <coughs> you see what uh, AEW uh, just announced for Baltimore, too, for the main event? I did, and I'm fired up about it. I, I texted I too. Uh, Cody right away and said that I was really looking forward to that. I mean, I know people are going to think this is uh, me being a kiss-ass, but... Cody's storytelling for all of his matches that he's had with AEW has mattered. You know, he did such a great job with the build for All In. I mean, he made the NWA title mean more than it has in a long, long time. And maybe there wasn't a bunch of traction or buzz or hype around a very great performer named Nick Aldis before that. But that match was the match that the the place was just electric, you know, before they even touched at All In. And we saw him do it again, him being uh, Cody with his brother Dustin and they told a good story for the fight for the fallen with his match with the Bucks and the Sean Spears match had the best story going into it. I think you could argue just one after another, his matches have had really, really good stories. And the idea that he's got to build now a few months to build towards a title shot with Chris Jericho, given everything that's happened with Jericho, I think this is going to be one of the best stories wrestling this year. All right. Something just hit me. What was it that Lois had given you a blumpkin? You just didn't know what to call it? No. No. You're recording this, aren't you? I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought you were. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> well, we'll have to do this all again another day. <laughs> I would have if you told me to. No, I'm recording. Come on. Good. Yeah, I had a feeling. I just, for some reason, I'm, I don't know why this hit me this way. <laughs> All this talk. <sighs> so, what is Dick Slater doing in this match? Listen, I, Dick Slater's a great performer, but. Oh, okay. So, here's a, what happened. I, what, what, what? Okay. You saw the opening graphic, and right. Funk was supposed to be the tag team partner, even in the right. graphic. But the segment we just saw, that wasn't a note that was really your contract that said you're obligated to sing rap songs. It was, in fact, a, a a doctor's note mm-hmm. that showed that Terry Funk had just had arm surgery and was unable to compete. Ah, so he was not going to be in the main event, but he had a substitute lined up, and you'd find right. out who it was shortly. And, so and there he is to a clip of Terry Funk in the hospital bed convalescing. And so now this is another one of Gary Hart's associates, Dick Slater, taking the spot, and they're going to go 19 minutes and 16 seconds. So this is all kind of on the storyline of Flair Funk, this whole story here. is yes, basically what it is. Right. We're building towards um, <clears throat> New York Knockout, the Clash of the Champions in December, which is the I Quit match with Flair which Funk, and that'll be the blow-off. Which we've already done. It's in our archives, I do believe. You know, I've yeah, done that. I match. just mean, you know, this storyline. Right, this storyline. Yeah, I get it. Um, so, you know, in 1989, I don't know if this was if Flair and Funk was considered the feud of the year by Dave Meltzer or not, but I would say it's one of the top feuds. Oh, for sure. That and, and yeah, you got to remember in '89 you had Hogan 
and Savage. And then you had Hogan right. and Zeus. So you had two really good ones on that side. That, I mean, at least in a lot of attention. And sure. here you had Flair and Steamboat, and then immediately Flair Funk. I've always thought 89 was one of Flair's best years. He would say, not even close, 86 was it. 86, really? Flair thinks that he was did his year. best work in 85 and 86. And certainly he probably had his best years up to that point financially in those years. Sure. I... uh in 85, 86, especially 86, I remember those were the, that was the Great American Bash on tour and all those stadium shows that he had. So, and where he, you know, he dropped the belt to Dusty and Dusty dropped it back to him. And that was some good stuff. I was, I was on a lot of those, a lot of those tours. That was a lot of fun. That's when wrestling was fun and we're making it fun again. Boy, great back body drop. You got the closed captioning on like I do? I do. <laughs> yeah. They just called they just called uh, Mood of the Perfect. Your internet kind of sucks at the uh, Bulldog Stadium. Say again. I said, well, I'm not at the Bulldog Stadium. I'm I'm at a I'm at a radio station. Okay, your internet I should have great sucks internet here. and it cut out. So the closed yeah. captioning said what? Pearl of the Orient is what they called him. The Pearl of the Orient. What's wrong with that? You know, for a big radio studio here with no, it's kind of you can't use the word Orient or Oriental anymore, can you? No, no, you can use Orient. Okay, you just can't use Oriental. Yeah. Why I don't know. Well, you can if you're talking about Oriental Trading Company. I mean, that's a company's name. I get that. Well, you just said you didn't get it. Well, I, I get... All right, Flair, like, chop like, it like, away like, now. Here's the thing I've learned, right, since I married okay. into a Jewish family. You can't say Jew either. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, sort of like you and Oriental. Like, in my yeah. head, I was just like... Well, I didn't know. You can't Sorry. say Jew. I I, I thought I thought no, Jew was not allowed to say Jew. I thought Jew slur. Was, it is. If you say Jewish, it's fine. But if you say Jew, if you take off the ish, it's a slur, dude. I'm from Alabama. I'm surrounded by Baptists, a couple Methodists. I, right. I didn't know that. I didn't know that so, either. <clears throat> the first time Megan's mom cooked for me, she was excited for me to try her famous matzo ball soup, and she made like all this other stuff, but it was all stuff from, you know, sort of. You know, the Jewish religion. Right. And I didn't know uh-huh. that I was, it was not cool if I was like, wow, that's my first time eating like real life Jew food. <laughs> that's not and, cool at all. I got yeah. lots of weird stares and I was like, well, I've said something I didn't mean to that <laughs> yeah. has clearly offended everyone. And I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You learn something every day. It used to well, not be that know. way. Well, it, it it used to not be that way, Conrad. It just the world has changed. So, like my other friends, like uh, like Dave Green and and Shuley, like they mm-hmm. routinely refer to themselves as Jews. Yes, they do. And they're like, oh, this Jew bastard, and blah. blah. I right. guess it's like it's yes. sort of like the N word, right? Right. Exactly. Like, uh, you could like African Americans can say it, but we can't. So I guess in in Judaism. Mm-hmm. We can't say Jew, but they can. I didn't know that was the rule. Now that I, I got it, 
Right. I'm good with But like it's it's sort of like um <coughs> the word midget. You know, you're not supposed to say that either, but like our friend Dylan Hornswoggle, mm-hmm. he's fine with it. He says midget all the time and he's correct right. anybody else says midget. But if you meet uh a little person, you're you don't know, so you're just like a little person. And I don't know so I I just as a rule I don't say that word. Right. I was told, hey, that's a slur. That's akin to calling me an N-word. And I'm oh, fuck. I didn't know. Because right. I grew up, especially in wrestling, you know, those old posters, it would be like, you know, plus a midget match and the girls. You know, that's why they, sure. you know, like the girls. Well, now you can't say girls. It's women's matches. Right. But you can't say midget either. And so hmm. and I realize I've just said it a bunch here. And I guess. Right. I, I get that. Listen, I, I don't. I know what you mean, and uh, I'm I'm perplexed about something. First of all, I I don't call Hornswoggle Mitchie. He's a sawed off little fuck, right? As a far as I'm bastard, a runt yeah. bastard. Yes, he is. Uh, but you can't say girls anymore. I mean, I no. I do I I do know that women's has a better, a more mature connotation to it than girls does. But girls not the word no, girl is not a slur. That. No, you can't say it. It's demeaning. It would be like if you said, "All right, up next, the boys are going to wrestle. We're going to find out who's the boys' heavyweight champion." Okay, I get it. So it's like you wouldn't call them boys. That'd be demeaning. So it's the same thing. But again, times change, cultures change, everything is different. But Pearl of the Orient, not necessarily bad, but you couldn't say, oh, he's our favorite Oriental wrestler today. Yeah. Unless you're talking about, and again, the wrestling company that AEW is partnered with from China is OWE, mm-hmm. Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. So in order to just say the name of the company, you have to say Oriental because that's the name of the company. But you yeah. probably shouldn't refer to the performers as Oriental. I know it's a fucking lot. So, all right. Well, okay. All right. Very well said. And meanwhile, uh, what do you think of this match so far? I think Not Dick Slater would have had none of that conversation we just had and said whatever the <laughs> fuck he wanted to say. Exactly. He would have. Uh, it's showing me that uh, Slater can in '89 could still perform. Man, he was. Uh, Slater he was, was Go ahead. He was on top. KKK, right? Really? I think so. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was, no, it wasn't. Slater wasn't in the KKK. Yeah, yeah. I think he was. No, that was, that was the other day. Oh, was it Dick Murdoch? Dick Murdoch, yes. Yeah, I'm getting my dicks confused. (laughs) Which is the first time we've ever had that problem here on What Happened When. You ever get your dicks confused? Not with anyone's, no. You do realize by calling Lois, I'll never get laid again. You do realize that. Didn't you? They weren't looking so hot before either, you know? <laughs> well, you just confirmed it. Well, maybe yeah. you should just go home and play her. Hey, you singing Bitch But I Have My Money and Bitch you start the song money. with, It Ain't Nothing Like Black Pussy on My Dick. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Um, and then you could tell her, bend over to the front and touch your toes. I'm going to reach back and hold my nose. Oh, God. That's what you said. Okay. Let me ask you this. In 2019, and I know that that song is is kind of old, right? Bitch better have my money. I think it's from 1992, believe it or not. Okay. Can they get away with songs like lyrics like that in today's music? Do they get away with that shit? How do they get away with this stuff when... I, I don't I just don't understand it. I we we just been we've been talking about, you know, Oriental and using the 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 word Jew instead of Jewish and 
grow instead of women, and you get called on the carpet for that, but all these rap artists get away with all this stuff? How do they do that? It's They're magic men is what they are. What do you mean? I got, I got hoes. Well, they just they 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 skirt they they just get a buy with this stuff. I don't know. Here's here's a new song from this year that blew up. Okay, there's lots of there's lots of stuff on here, but okay, like the um, here you go, no. bitch. I'm a star. These wishing, <laughs> he say hungry. This pussy the kitchen. <laughs> Jesus, God Almighty. Okay, well, more power to them if they can get away with it. That. We have a lot of friends in the hip hop in the hip hop culture that that love us and oh, listen to hip hop sure. music and yeah listen to rap. I get it. And you know what? I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be very honest with you. I I feel very uncomfortable about reading these lyrics. I know it's become very popular on this podcast, so I get that. But I have a I don't know how to say this, but I'm going to say it. I have a newfound respect for rappers. I mean, it's not my type of music, but there's some of the things I'm, I'm digging, you know, like the 50 cent thing that we did on karaoke. Right. I was kind of into that, like, uh, ignition from, uh, R Kelly. That was pretty cool. And I never did appreciate it before, before I met Conrad Thompson. How about that? And before I started doing the lyrics here on what happened when, so there, he can be learned. So there you go. See what you've done for me? You brought me back into wrestling and you've gotten me involved in hip hop. I even got gold chains on now, man. And earrings. And earrings. And since you got that Tony Khan money, we're going <laughs> to get rid of that middle of the mall CZ shit. We're getting you some VVSs. <laughs> VVSs? Yeah. Okay. Is that a is that another zirconium? Uh, I don't even know how you don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. VVS is. I have no uh, idea. So when you when you're looking to buy diamonds, okay. Oh, for, for clarity, yeah. There's different ratings. Gotcha. VVS is short for very very slight, and we're okay. talking about the inclusion, so the little bits of carbon. Wow. So VVS is like pretty high up on the scale. You're you're obviously a man that knows these diamonds. Well, I mean, I, I am married, you know. <laughs> so am I. I just went to it. I just went to say, does this look good? Yeah, we'll buy it. I didn't well, say. You got to know about color. You got to know about cut. You got to know about clarity. Okay. So, like, the very best is like a flawless diamond. That's very, very expensive, almost mm -hmm. impossible to get. But then they got different levels. So like, VVS one is really the highest grade that that mortal humans obtain. Yeah. Then there's VVS two, and then you get into VS1, VS2, and then SI1 and SI2. And that's probably what you bought, Lois, like an SI2. But now that you got that con money, she may walk in one day and say, you know what, uh, TS, I'm going to need me one of them VVS ones. And then, you know, you're about to go mm -hmm. spend more on her left finger than you did on a new Ford Explorer. Mm. So Gary yeah. Hart interfering here. Mm. Muda. Seems to have the upper hand on his brother in paint, Mr. Stinger. Slow rolling him over. Whoa. Kick out. Fans, the fans love that kick out, too. Look at them. 
They're into it. They thought that was it, especially after Gary Hart had interfered. Yeah. You see Bill after walking around the outside bothering people. Can I get a program after this? I need mm-hmm. two programs. Who do I see about the program? <laughs> not a pile driver, not a power bomb. What is this? It is a power bomb. Muscles him up. Pinning combination, kick out. That's ahead of its time. Not a lot of power bombs in 1989. No, you're right. And you know what? We, we've had a lot of silly talk. These these guys are working a pretty good match here, actually. I don't think these guys could have a bad match if they tried. Yeah. It gets a B yeah. or a B plus in the torch. Right. What about the way he's setting Sting up here? To, oh, throw it across the bottom rope. Nice maneuver. Old school. Don't see that very often these days. No, you don't. Is Dick Slater the one who had the Coors uh, membership where he could drink anywhere free, or is that too Dick Murdoch? Mm, I don't know that story, so I, I can't answer that. You can't answer shit. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I can answer some things. Oh, a big body slam on the outside. <laughs> I see if Stinger can answer the call here. Oh, Muda's going to do a little work on him. Isn't yeah. He? I'm surprised. I, I think they. I think they swerved us all. I thought the finish was uh, Gary Hart. Man, that was a good swerve. Look at the so old. We totally miss Muda the, throwing Sting into the guardrail. Flair coming right. to the rescue here. Mm-hmm. Laying in the chops on Muda, keeping him at bay, trying to let his man Sting get back <laughs> into the ring. That one lady popping Muda the bird. Uh-huh. Keep you it know, classy, South Carolina. Yeah, you know who's in the audience here, don't you? Our, our friend Peggy Lathan. Oh, of course she is. Yeah, she's here somewhere. But I don't want to say her name because she'll get pissed off at us and won't speak to us. No, nah, she'll still talk to us. Yeah, Clemson I, loses. I spent some time with her a few weeks ago in Charlotte. Yeah, when Clemson loses this year, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look her up. Oh, we'll call her on the show. Yeah, we will. That's a, you got her number? Of course you do. You got everybody's yeah, number. Hot damn. You got everybody's number. I got you. Oh. God, Sting was. You know, the kids loved Sting. And you know the kid that loved Sting as much as anybody else back in the day was Cody Cody Rhodes, man. He was a big Stinger guy. Oh, he was his favorite. By the way, uh, Clemson here had Hmm. just beaten Florida State. 34-23 uh-huh. prior to this. Okay. They'd go on quite the roll. They would beat uh, Furman, Florida State, Virginia Tech, and Maryland, but then drop a match to Duke. Can you believe that? Drop a match. They had two losses that season, and they were to Duke and Georgia Tech. Good God. That's that's where Clemson was in 89. Sacks of yeah. shit, boy. <laughs> I, I think mean, uh, Georgia Tech that year was 7-4. and four. Yeah, and the Duke football team? Are you kidding? In nineteen eighty nine, they were eight and four. I mean, how, how in the world do you squeak out ten and two if you're Clemson, and you're losing the teams that are seven and four and eight and four? That just shows you how weak your schedule really is. Got to set up the figure four here on Muda. Oh, Dirty Dick Slater has something to say about that. Does Slater have a cast on there? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I see it. Okay. And and Flair just dropped his blade <laughs> on the edge of the <laughs> canvas there. It's right in front of Bill after. Hopefully he's not getting a tight shot of the blade. <laughs> hey, does anybody drop this? Is this yours? Is it, I, can I, I have I, this I, for my program? I need the program. <laughs> I can do karaoke. Yeah? Is wrestling broken? I didn't know. It was, 
No, it's wrestling fixed. Fixed. Thank you. I was like, Dang. I didn't know it was broken. Oh, look well, at there this. There it is. Now, there it is. So process how crazy this is in 1989. First of all, he's not in the match because he had arm surgery. So he comes out with the arm wrapped up, uh-huh. and the sleeves cut off of the of the jacket, <laughs> and uh, he's got a plastic he, bag around Flair's head. He's trying to kill him. And Flair is legit claustrophobic and is having a legit panic attack right now. And is holding the front of it open. He's not taking it off because he knows it's the gimmick, but he's holding it open because he's legit panicked. Yeah, I see it. Wow. But Took a lot of... You know, who, who's watching wrestling in 1989? Yeah. A lot kids, of kids. Right. And man, the, the number one thing you were told as a kid... At the grocery store, when they moved away from those paper sacks that they grew up with, with you know, when you were a kid and you would wear the Browns games, they went to these plastic ones. And went, oh, keep away from children. Oh, don't get near children. Because kids were going to suffocate themselves with these things. And now he put it on his head. And boy, you talk about controversy coming out of this. Phew. I know. We, the WWF back then, couldn't believe it. Now they brought that Brian Pillman. They brought that medical personnel. And to the point here, the where you're thinking, right? You're thinking Flair's Flair had a heart attack, or he's dead, or something, right? I mean, in in real life, the police would have arrested him. Yeah, they, they even had to issue a statement on the September 16th WCW show. Jim Ross would read this from Jim Hurd. We're interested in providing exciting wrestling for all of our fans, but Terry Funk's attack will not be tolerated. Terry Funk is hereby suspended indefinitely from wrestling in the National Wrestling Alliance. And will not compete in any event under our services. Huh. So they put the, the well, they try to make it an, uh, obviously, they try to make it sure. an angle. But they had yeah. to sort of appease the people who are upset, too. Right. Which probably didn't work. No. Roll the credits, Flair's dead. Can you believe Keith Mitchell is on that and now... We were just hanging out with him at StarCast the other day as so he got ready for an AEW pay-per-view. It's funny how mm. what's old is new again. Jim Ross, Tony yeah. Schiavone, Keith Mitchell, what the fuck? Right. Cream rises to the top is what I like to say there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't buy that one, do you? Hmm. There you go. Flair's dead. Well, we know that he's going to come back to life. We've already had two bouts of zombie flare. That's right. This may have been the first one. This is the second one after the plane crash. Yeah. Last thing JR said, they'd gone too far. Boy, did they ever, Jim. Went way too far on this one. So there you go. Clash of the Champions, Fall Brawl 89. And uh, deep in our memory because of what we saw right at the end there. We should mention that uh, Halloween Havoc, the very first one, 1989 that they were building. We know what's going to be on tap there. It's the Thunderdome, bitch. Bruno <laughs> San Martino is going to be your special guest referee. And we've got Ric Flair and Sting with Ole Anderson in their corner on one side. How about that for a pairing? Wow. And on the other side, the great Muda and Terry Funk with Gary Hart. So even though Funk would be suspended, they really wanted to build it there. Of course, that was the advertised match here at the Clash, but they would pay it off. And they hammered Halloween Havoc hard, dude. And they did pretty well. They drew 7,300 fans there in Philadelphia. And that is one of my absolute favorite pay-per-views. I love Halloween Havoc 89. I love 90 even more. Those early Halloween Havoc shows were just my absolute favorites. All right. 
Good times. Kill a kill a bitch. Yep. Kill somebody. Kill a bitch. Okay. <laughs> or kill a Rick Flair is what I was meaning there. Let's kill. Did Rick. you think that we were going to call Lois and talk to her about Blumpkins today when we started the show? No, I didn't. You never know what we're going to do on the show, but no, Tony, you, when I look at my clock, I feel like it's uh, it's about that time. And now into the Shivani bathroom in the master bath, there is Tony Shivani, and yes, he is sitting down. He is asking Lois for a blumpkin, and Lois has taken a steel chair and hit him over the head with it harder than Sean Spears just hit Cody, the American Nightmare. Tony Shivani is desperately out of time with a turd hanging out of his ass. We'll see you next week on What Happened When. We're on the MLW Radio Network. Every Monday we are on Patron. I'll have that mellow yellow now. <laughs>